Hi, I'm Andy Williams, creative director and executive producer, and I'm here with my co-host, Joe Redfern. Hello, and we're delighted to welcome to this episode of the Kids Media Club podcast, Chris Roberts, who's also known as Ranger Chris, and he's enjoyed much success of late with his brand, Dinomania, across both YouTube and on TikTok, and you might even have seen him recently on Britain's Got Talent. So, hi, Chris. Welcome to the Kids Media Club podcast. Thanks for being a guest on the show. No Um, problem. Thank you for having me. Would you be able to just give us a quick uh, introduction in terms of who you are and what you do before we uh, jump into the questions? Yeah, of course. So, um, my name is Chris Roberts, but people sort of uh, refer to me as Ranger Chris. Um, That's what I'm better known as. Um, And I teach children um, all about dinosaurs um, at schools, um, at events, at museums. Um, and I've got my own YouTube channel and um, lots of social media um, feeds as well. So yeah, it's it's kind of a, a very cool, <laughs> very cool job to have. Amazing, and, and a very interesting one as well. Um, give us a little bit about the background, why you started what you do, and what's brought you to this point. So um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a kind of roller coaster of um, a business ride, as you call, because. Um, I've had uh, sort of just done the usual jobs after leaving school, lots of bar work, um, and I helped my father with his window fitting business for years as well. So I've done that for a long, long time. Um, I started my own window uh, fitting company um, about 12 years ago, um, which didn't do very well. I wasn't very good at it, (laughs) and that's the truth. Yeah, we just literally... um, it didn't work out um, business-wise. Um, I just I just wasn't made for that sort of uh, um, business. And I've always had a, a fascination with dinosaurs, always, ever since I was a child. So um, I kind of saw um, a YouTube video um, doing, the, doing the rounds back about eight years ago of a dinosaur terrorizing people in a shopping center. And I was just, I was just like, wow, that, that is one very cool dinosaur. Um, I've done a lot of um, investigation on where to get one from, um, a lot of research, and I finally sort of managed to get one about seven years ago. Um, and the business was born from that, really, um, where I just sort of went for it, gave up one business um, and put everything into um, this one dinosaur that I had. And, yeah, it just went from there. Amazing. Um, that that um, puts one question um, that I have for you, which is, yeah. where do you get the dinosaurs from? Because I, ha- I was having a look at all of the videos thinking, yeah. well, wow, one where thing do I, you get the dinosaurs? One thing I'll always say, and this is the answer I give everyone, they all come from eggs. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I never break character. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it took me a long time to source and um, yeah, we get them all custom made um, from um, a factory in China that we we work with. So yeah, they they all come from there. Um, but they they're all designed by us. Um, we get them all custom built, um, different species and so on. So yeah, it, it is. Um, they all they're all born in China. <laughs> Amazing. But, yeah. And what made you, um, obviously, the first attraction being the ability to run around and scare people with dinosaurs yeah. in shopping centres, but clearly you uh, you decided that uh, you wanted to take this out into schools uh, and yeah. help educate kids uh, and share your passion for dinosaurs. So 
What was the prompt for then you to think, actually, I can really help teach kids about yeah. dinosaurs? So one one thing um, that made, I was aware of pretty quickly after um, having the dinosaur arrive was um, how much, including myself, because I, I used to love them as a child as well, how much children are fascinated by them. So um, it went from, it went very quickly from sort of just doing prank videos to, to realizing that actually um, this could be a tool for, for teaching instead. So um, I then started getting a few fossils and replicas together. Um, and yeah, that, that then I started putting a few videos online, nothing like, like it is now, but a few videos online. Um, and yeah, the, the rest of it sort of just started rolling. And I, I thought to myself, um, how do I approach schools um, and how do I get into a school? So I basically sort of went to some of my local schools, um, offered them a few free services um, in exchange for um, them sort of tweeting me on their Twitter accounts and so on. And before you know it, we just started rolling and um, we were in schools every day. Amazing. And you mentioned about putting videos online. Was TikTok and YouTube, was that always part of your strategy for the business or was that something that surprised you in terms of how, yes. how much momentum so, that built? Um, with regards to TikTok and YouTube, not so much back then. I was, I was obviously TikTok wasn't uh, around back then. Uh, YouTube obviously was, but we were more um, focused on Twitter. We were focused on Facebook um, as the main sort of focus of getting our brand out there. So, yeah, the, them two were a huge uh, help to us, especially Twitter, because schools really enjoy Twitter. Um, the parents can connect uh, with the schools as well. So that was a huge, um, huge bonus because um, we noticed that the, the schools would tweet us and then it would, the momentum would build on to another school. And then we were literally spending two or three weeks in the same area um, with the schools in sort of Cardiff and uh, Swansea. And then it just started spreading and spreading. So, yeah, the, the, the first uh, social media was Twitter and Facebook really for us. And, and then just to build on that, so that was then, how, mm -hmm. what is it like now in terms of the way you use Twitter and YouTube? Um, Twitter, we still use oh, sorry, it, um, and TikTok as well. Actually. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, we we we've, we've done really well on TikTok. Um, we're on one point five million followers at the moment. Um, so it's really, really done really well for us. Um, TikTok, um, as you as you both aware, is is very short content, mm -hmm. and children um, they love to sort of scroll through the the short content at the moment. Um, so I find that um, a huge help for us because. Um, I'm not saying children's attention spans are, 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 are lower in any way because they still watch our YouTubes and things. But um, I think the access to have it on the For You page and things um, worked really well for us um, because you can impact really quickly. Um, mm -hmm. Sort of the first two to three seconds is super important. So, um, yeah, TikTok was a huge one. Um, I Honestly, I think our YouTube success has been... Um, because of TikTok as well. Mm. So um, YouTube has, um, has also got the shorts feature now. So that, um, going over to there, we've had some videos hit sort of 150 million views. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy. Mm. So yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're really, really, really popular on there. But um, with regards to uh, keeping it as a business strategy, then um, I, I think it's all to do with niche and, of course, 
keeping your brand constant. So I'm always Ranger Chris. I'm always doing the same sort of content. Um, I'm always engaging with the um, with everyone on there in the comments and so on. So I think um, also asking questions on there. So uh, educating and teaching. So we we put loads of fossil videos up asking kids what are these and. You get some really peculiar answers, but you get some really clever ones as well. It's good. It's good fun. And is this something that you manage yourself, or do you have a team that helps you now? No, just me. Amazing. <laughs> so you literally, you, you've essentially learned how to make videos a success on TikTok, which is very short. YouTube a little bit longer as you've gone along. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's um, a lot of people would say it was sort of by accident, but. Um, I agree with that to a slight, uh, you know, a very slight amount. But yeah, it's um, it it has been a roller coaster. I think it helps um, if you constantly post as well. I mm. think um, you can't you can't think that every single one of them is going to be a success because they won't. Um, but I think uh, continuity is a huge um, huge part of it. You've got mm. to keep yourself um, sort of in your niche. And, and try to stick to it as well, because I see a lot of sort of creators sort of, if it doesn't work a few times, they'll go on to something else and something else. But I think it's important to, to stick to your niche. And has that meant that through that trial and error that you've developed a system that you kind of apply to all of the content that you post? Um, 70, 30, 70% yes, 30% no. A lot of it, we try new things and we try um, to see how they work, but... Um, a lot of the the very um, viral videos are um, are the same format. Yes, yeah, we we sort of um, keep to the same amount of time we we film for. Um, we try and there's quite a lot of good content where um, we'll ask a question, and that seems to work very well. So um, uh, we've noticed children love sort of answering answering questions and and trying to compete with their friends on there. So that's that's um, a very sort of top tip for anyone who's was looking to it and another top tip is make a lot of mistakes too <laughs> because children love to spot your mistakes so um you know um it's quite interesting to see the mistakes as well sometimes we put them in there on purpose to be honest <laughs> <laughs> i think it's it's a a very very refreshing approach that you have and i know a lot of our listeners will find it refreshing too in that you've managed to make a success out of your passion on platforms uh -huh. that huge agencies and much bigger companies struggle to find an audience on. And actually it can be done. And a lot of it is about being authentic and like you say, making your mistakes and owning them. And actually kids appreciate that level of honesty and authenticity. I'm interested just to find out from you, obviously you've got various ways that you connect with your audience and your fans. Uh -huh. What's going to your kind of in real life interactions when you're in schools, how do you see kids learning from what you do versus just sitting in a classroom and maybe, you know, looking oh, at books? Yeah. So um, one of our approaches um, is fun learning. Fun learning always um, keeps the children's um, engagement rate. Um, not all children like dinosaurs, it's obvious. You know, we go into schools and um, not all, but... Normally, by the time we finished our hour-long hour session, we've got many more dinosaur fans than before because we like to relate them to um, modern-day creatures that you see today. Um, we like to make things relatable with sizes and um, bring into life 
obviously without dinosaurs and, and puppets as well, um, is a really engaging way to to learn. So I think if you can make it fun and engaging, then even if you don't like the subject that much, um, you do definitely leave loving it. So um, that is one of my ways of putting it across because um, fun learning equals happy kids equals um, a great experience. And I think even the, the scare factor slightly works as well because we, d- we don't go into school out to scare anyone, obviously, but um, when there's a sort of four-metre big T-Rex walking around the hall, it kind of <laughs> – sometimes the kids get a little bit nervous. But we, we rest them assured that, um, you know, we even go down the route that they are puppets sometimes, depending on the age. So um, – but, again, we can make it more realistic as well. So definitely fun learning and making sure that they engage well with it. Amazing. Has that whole experience forced you to learn um, more about dinosaurs than you've ever done before? Yes. So fun fact, we was in um, a school about six years ago and a a four-year-old from nursery came up to me and he was like, that that spike there on the end of the tail is called a thagomizer. And I was just like, huh? And I was just like, yeah, yeah, I didn't know. I was just like, no, I didn't know. But um, that sort of... I knew a lot about dinosaurs anyway, you know, um, but now I've done courses on paleobiology. I've done um, theropod to dinosaur, um, uh, sorry, theropod to birds, the course on that. So um, it's definitely uh, sparked me to learn a lot more uh, because the amount that children know is incredible. And sometimes the amount that they they take in from it is is phenomenal as well. Um, We also go to lots of special needs schools um, and so on. And, the autism range and the spectrum, um, they literally thrive from dinosaurs. Uh, uh, and it's such um, a rewarding job when you can you can sort of see how much it means to them. Um, and, yeah, they, they know so much. So, yeah, I had to brush up a lot, <laughs> a lot. Um, but, yeah, now, now um, I know so much about them that literally museums and the curators of museums, we go in there and do talks there. So, yeah, it's, um, it's really helped. And in terms of, um, you know, obviously you your business started and you were visiting the schools of South Wales. Where has it taken you since things have really taken off? Yeah, um, we're all over the UK now, literally. Um, we, um, we normally, we do five days a week um, in schools. Out of the five days, three of them are in Wales now. The rest sort of, we, we just go to Birmingham and Manchester and London. We've done some schools in the Isle of Wight. Um, we've gone up as far as Newcastle. So, yeah, it literally, um, it does spread. And normally what we find is once you've sort of done one school in that area, then a lot a lot more will sort of um, sort of see us and we'll, we'll hashtag and we'll tweet and so on. So, again, that brings us back to social media. It's a huge um, platform for us to 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 keep the the business alive. Incredible, and so in t- one of the places that it's taking you to, obviously, is um, Britain's Got Talent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, how could you explain how that kind of opportunity arose? Yeah. So, um, believe it or not, it started about two years ago um, because we were we were um, we we applied for the twenty twenty one. Um, show but because of COVID um, they cancelled it so 
we'd already done a routine and we'd, we'd sent lots of videos into producers and so on. Um, but unfortunately, they cancelled it. We thought the opportunity had gone. Um, but um, when was it? It must have been about oh, 12 months ago, they contacted us again, saying that they're putting together the 2022 um, series and would we be interested in, in, in starting it all again? And we were like, yes, yes, please. Um, so um, they still loved the first um, audition we sent them. So we sort of just based it off that. And, and um, luckily we were invited then to go um, to uh, London in front of the judges for the auditions, um, which we were lucky enough to get through to semis. And then we were live at the Hammersmith Apollo um, about three weeks ago. So yeah, it was a, it was a roller coaster. Amazing. What a, a crazy whirlwind. And have you seen that it's impacted your socials that you've grown so well to this stage? Have you uh, amassed a new legion of fans since then? It, it's it's risen. Um, not as much as I thought it would have, but I think that's due to the fact that um, we were already pretty popular on there. So, it, and as much as um, the the socials went, we, we were, it was fun doing it, but I think it, it's just all about getting your brand out there and literally um, the best sort of free marketing you could ever have. Do you know what I mean? Literally taking dinosaurs um, to the semifinals. And um, they, they did market it a little bit differently where they wanted it just to be solely Ranger Chris, um, which was great because, yeah, lots of people uh, recognize me now. And um, again, that's all still sort of stemming back to the brand. So it's great. And did you have to change the – how did you kind of make your brand work within that format? Did you have to kind of change a lot of the format to, to really within, make – Within Britain's Got Talent? Yeah. Yeah. Within, we, we Unfortunately, we couldn't use our branding at all, So um, which, which was fine, which was fine. Um, so luckily, um, we were so well known on, on sort of TikTok and Facebook anyway that people put two and two together, they recognised it. Um, and yeah, the the likes and the um, the interaction that during those two so two to three weeks was huge. So it, it definitely worked. It was great. And given this journey so far, and it's a it's been a fascinating one. So you've you've just come through the Britain's Got Talent experience. What's yeah. what's your next thing? What's your <laughs> ambition? You know, for for Ranger Chris, what does he dream about at night in terms of where you can take so, your brand? Um, there's two there's two directions I'm looking at, and the first one I love because because I love teaching so much about about dinosaurs. Um, I'd love to sort of start, even though we've got our YouTube channel, I'd love to sort of start a more regularly based sort of um, series, even if even if it was on YouTube. Um, um, sort of directed at that, even if it was the sort um, more live content. Um, so basically, we know how how many children love YouTube. They literally sit and they'll they'll watch uh, an episode after an episode. Um, so that's one of the the aspects. Another one which I've dreamt about since I started was opening my own sort of um, sort of uh, area children can come to to sort of learn lots more about dinosaurs. They can see all of my amazing ones because we've got over 20 different dinosaurs now. Amazing. Um, Ranger Chris's Jurassic Park. Kind of, <laughs> but we, we won't go down the Jurassic Park. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll maybe be a bit more educational than Jurassic Park. Even though I love Jurassic Park, it's a great film. 
um, and it sparked so much interest. But um, there's so many inaccuracies that people sort of show me on a day-to-day basis that yeah. um, we definitely want to sway a little bit away from that. Yeah, but, and, you, and you, you wouldn't want the dinosaurs eating any of the um, people that Oh, come definitely from. at times, yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you. It's been really interesting to chat to you, and uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners will have seen you on Britain's Gone Talent and will be, uh, we'll be looking at your channels on YouTube and TikTok. And best of luck. Um, thank I, you. I'm, I'm quietly confident that uh, one of your two dreams, if not both, are probably going to come to fruition if you uh, continue crossed. the same passion. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much uh, for having me. It's been, uh, it's been great. That's great. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate this episode and subscribe to the series. It would be enormously appreciated. And thank you very much for listening. We really hope that you tune into the next episode. Bye.